everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Clearly, I am not Emma. She is currently in Israel, and I am hopping in to take over the podcast with one of our high school students. My name is Hannah Spence, and I serve on the students team, and I'm joined here with Meryl Pollard. Hey, y'all. Hey, Meryl, you've been on the podcast before, so we kind of know a little bit about you, and we'll link that episode in the description where you share your story. So with that, we can go ahead and jump on in to Exodus 10 and 11 if you want to share with us what the Lord has laid on your heart. Yeah. So Exodus 10, um, it starts out by introducing the plague of locusts, and then it goes on to introduce the ninth plague, the plague of darkness. Um, what stuck out to me about the plague of locusts was um, in verse 15, it says, They covered the face of the whole land so that the land was darkened, and they ate all the plants in the land and all the fruit of the trees that hail had left. Not a gre- green thing remained. This just points out that God is the only source of life, and what the locusts clear out every source of life because of um, the Egyptian sins. So through God is the only way to get green things in life. And then going to the end of the Plague of Locusts, there's just a lot of repetition of, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. And this is just an example of how God bends Pharaoh's evil and rebellion into his own redemption. Um, and this kind of ties into the end of 11. The Lord introduces the last plague where he will kill the firstborn child of every family. And that will just shatter Pharaoh's hardened heart and turn it into God's purpose by freeing his people. Um, And then going back to the ninth plague, the plague of darkness, it's described as a darkness to be felt. The cool thing that stuck out to me about this plague is that God's people were the only people in um, Egypt to have light. So God put a spotlight on his people who were facing oppression and instead, he, like, showed that he is the only place to find light in this entire just town of darkness. That just is really cool to me. Um, of just constantly, even though it's a dark time and there's a lot of pain for all the Egyptians, he points out that, hey, like, my people have trusted in me and therefore they have light of my life and my hope in me. Yeah, I loved what you just pointed out there, Meryl. You pointed out a lot about God's character which I see you just talking to Ten about his sovereignty and how that is clear and his care for his children, but also the opportunity for the Egyptians to repent. You just see overall the Lord is pursuing his children, but also the rest of the world and giving opportunity after opportunity Mm. to humble themselves and come to him. So I love that you shared all of that and pointed it out. Tell me what you have in chapter 11. Okay, awesome. So chapter 11 is titled A Final Plague Threatened. Um, this is like was a kind of a hard chapter for me to like analyze in a way. It's just like I felt like not much happened, but then I went deep into it. And what really stuck out to me was the end of the verse, verse eight. And it says, And all these your servants shall come down to me and bow down to me, saying, Get out, you and all the people who follow you. And after that, I will go out. And he went out from Pharaoh in his hot anger. Um, what st- sticks out to me here is just the character develop of mo- development of Moses. Um, instead of reacting to anger towards Pharaoh, he instead goes out in his hot anger and walks away because he knows that's what the Lord wants him to do. And he follows the Lord with obedience in that. Um, and this brings me back to Psalm 103, 17. 
but the steadfast love of God is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children. This just points out that God shows love to those who fear him and fear of the Lord is a type of obedience. Moses, instead of pouting in his suffering like Pharaoh does at the end of a lot of these chapters when his heart is hardened, he just pouts and how his people are just facing hardships. And instead of pouting in the anger that um, Moses is facing from Pharaoh, he instead, instead goes out from Pharaoh in his hot anger and continues to respect the Lord. And we need to do the same thing in our suffering. We need to not pout at the hardships we are facing, but instead turn to the Lord in obedience and continue to um, seek Him rather than pouting in the hardships we are facing. You're so right in saying that. And I just want to add on that it is okay in the midst of hardship, in the midst of suffering, Um, in pain to acknowledge that it's hard and we can be sad about that and grieve that and slavery is wrong and the way pharaoh treated moses and the israelites is wrong Um, and the lord wasn't sitting there being like hey this is okay but he was ultimately working things for the israelites good and god's glory and in the midst of that it's okay to acknowledge the sadness and pain while still surrendering to the lord and seeking him I think that really ties into verse 9 when it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not listen to you that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. And when you read that verse, you can kind of be like, Okay, Lord, you hardened his heart. And Pharaoh is persecuting the Israelites and enslaving them. And that's hard. And it seems like the Lord is allowing that. And that, as believers, can kind of be something that's hard to wrap your head around. Um, But the second part of that verse where it says, my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt, kind of makes you think of the New Testament when the Lord talks a lot about suffering and a lot about how everything is for um, His glory and our good. And you see that exemplified here in the Old Testament of like, of how the Lord is seeking to bring glory to himself so that the Israelites now and later will know him to be God, a God who is loving, a God who is sovereign, and a God who is in pursuit of them. So I love that you shared all of that. Was there anything else you wanted to add? Just to add what you're just saying, like one of like my favorite parts of the Bible was when it says Jesus wept, like even like, even though he knows he has a plan and he knows he will rise again, that he will save us, he wept and he feels our pain with us. So like even in that suffering, like he will weep with us in our suffering, even though we can turn back to him in obedience. That's so good. Thanks, Meryl. And we'll be gone for a few episodes. In the meantime, there's lots of fun surprise guests. Don't forget about the social media contest. We want to know how you are joining. Share and tag Watermark Church. And as always... I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.